Draw this picture in your head. You wake up one morning, well-rested and stretching. You whisper the words, I'm blessed, I'm successful, and today's going to be a good day. You are in a good mood. You dress up and all, ready to make the day a happy one. Then, at your entrance, as you are locking up, your neighbor charges at you with accusations and claims that you stole from them. You didn't do it, but this one is attacking you verbally. You will be angry, right? I will. I'll probably throw a word or two just to piss her off too. Anger is a temporal madness. Learning to not let people control your emotions is a skill we ought to master. Protect your energy. See it as a currency. You won't spend your hard-earned money on everyone, would you? This is a set episode of Skeletons. Title, Fury. Today's author doesn't want to be anonymous, so the names and locations are accurate. Do not listen to this if you are under 18. the letter. I joined the Bethel Youth Choir in hopes to serve God and the church better. It just felt good wearing the black and white robe and entertaining believers. The choir gave me a sense of belonging and I made new friends, Dora being one of them. We were so close, you would never find neither of us without the other. She was a sales assistant at MTN and pulled strings for me to get employed there. Dora was a good person. She would never hesitate when a tax is needed of her. I joined the choir a few weeks after she did, and it didn't take long before I realized that members were nothing near what people thought they were. Between gossips, lies, and greed, members were sleeping with each other. You know what I mean by that, right? They were having affairs amongst themselves. This person dates that person. They break up, and the next you know, they are dating other people within the choir. The catechist, that bold man with short legs, he shocks me the most. Every Tuesday and Friday after rehearsals, he will be parked in front of the children's block, waiting for Linda, our lead singer. He won't pick anyone else, just Linda. The other day, I saw them at KFC, disgracefully flaunting their affection for each other. It disgusts me when young girls choose to indulge in sexual relationships with married men. Hmm. Anyway. Unse was fair in complexion. He had a full beard and dressed like he was always on the runway. Not my kind of guy though. But Dora. Dora was crushing on him. She was always talking about him. Unse this, Unse that. But Unse had a girlfriend, a soprano girl named Nana. Dora and Nana never got alone. 
I couldn't tell if it was because of Use or the fact that Nana is a big gossip. One Friday after rehearsal, Dora and I began walking out of the premises. From nowhere, Nana charges at us. All kinds of words were raining and accusing Dora of sleeping with Unse. Dora would have told me if she did, so I quickly stepped in, defending her and trying to defuse the situation. Dora was not the type to stay mute if you brought yourself. She began shouting swear words, and the two were just inseparable. In this day and age, everyone saw the commotion and Unse's attempt to separate them made matters worse. Dora said things, suggesting she doesn't regret doing it, and Nana rained curses on her. She said her death would be a painful and embarrassing one. This was when the catechist got out of his car and asked them to stop the fight and get into his office. The three followed him into his office, and when they came back, Dora would tell me nothing. She went mute. I asked her what happened in the office, and she said no. Not now. So we didn't talk through the whole trip to the bus station. I planned to call her when I got home. I needed to know if she really slept with Unse. When I got home, my kid brother needed me to help him with mass homework. I forgot to call Dora. The next day, I went to work and forgot again. That evening after work, I remembered and called. She didn't pick up my calls. The next day, I tried again, but no answer. After work, I went straight to her house, knocked and called several times, but no answer. I could hear the phone ring from inside, but she just won't answer. I asked her neighbors if they had seen her that day. They all said no. No one has seen Dora since that Tuesday when the fight happened. Something was wrong. I banged her door so hard people came around. Some men broke her window. She wasn't in, but her phone was laying right there on the couch. Dora goes nowhere without her phone. She is definitely in there. The burglar proof won't let anyone through, so we got a carpenter to break her door and I rushed in like a mother. Searched everywhere and Dora was in the bathroom, laying on the floor naked. Her eyes open, a pool of blood around her head. She was pale and cold to touch. Everyone rushed in after I shouted, Dora, no! One man picked me up and suggested we cover her. I asked them to check her pulse, but everyone was afraid to touch her. I wanted to do it, but this man would not let me. Someone called the police. They said it looked like she fell and hit her head in the bathroom. How does anyone sleep in a bathroom with terrazzo floors? Her death was deemed accidental upon investigations. Investigations, Papa Ben, Ghana police. I couldn't go to church for a while. One Sunday, I just went to ask Nana, are you happy now? She's dead. Should we serve you a plate of her arm? Medra. I burst into tears. I couldn't get any more words out. 
I wanted to say so many things. How the choir was sleeping with each other and how everything linked to Linda's death. But I couldn't. The choir master held me, consoling and begging me to not do this here. A few other members started crying and Anna looked scared just how I wanted her to feel. Dear listener, I'll be right back. I'm traumatized, Rhea. I can't get rid of the image. How she lay there with her eyes open in her own waist and blood. She was so lonely. That be- killed her and I'm angry. Dora is no more. And I felt like she left with a part of me. She was all I had as a friend. Now I stare at her desk and there's a stranger sitting there. Rhea's comment. Ronald Reagan once said, Peace is not the absence of conflict, it's the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. People will always push you at some point. Be the matured one. This might sound cliche, but do you run after a madman naked because he took your clothes? Nope. Now Dora lost her life. Nana probably has no hand in this, but she has to live with the fact that everyone thinks she killed Dora. Her author is also traumatized. All this could have been avoided. Let's watch our words carefully. She slept with your boyfriend, so what? Move on. Your problem should be with the so-called boyfriend. Stop attacking people who have no commitment whatsoever with you. Let go and let God. Thank you for listening to Skeletons. Today's episode is titled Fury. Comment on our social media pages. Handle is Skeletons, the podcast on TikTok, and Skeletons, the podcast on Facebook. We are on Instagram as well. Have a lovely day. See you next week, same time. Goodbye.